How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. I'm beyond excited at our guest we have today. Jamil Frazier is a motivational speaker, author, certified health coach, personal development coach, and the founder and CEO of Think Life is Different. Today, Jamil's coaching network has served over 50,000 clients and it is still growing. But his impact didn't always look this way. In April 2012, he had a pivotal moment where everything was out of balance. He was physically unhealthy, financially broken, relationshiply poor, and mentally frayed. Simply put, he was a mess. However, after deciding to build holistic health, he found traction on the path to true wealth. Now he dedicates his life to guide individuals and organizations to achieve financial independence, healthy minds and bodies, and thriving relationships. If there was one thing he could do before leaving this earth, it would be help people everywhere learn to think well. And honestly, Jamil is just getting started. Jamil, welcome to the Catapulting Commission Show. Man, thanks so much for having me. I was just uh, saying what an honor it is, and it, it honestly, it truly is an honor. No, it, it definitely. I, I appreciate it, Jamil. Someone of your status, right? I don't think people fully understand what it is you do and the organization you've built. So I would say the honor is all mine, buddy, and I'm glad to have you here. So we're going to talk a little bit about your book, which is a super hot topic right now. Today is a pretty exciting day for you, and when this yes. video plays, I think it'll be more exciting. But Let's talk about Think Life is Different. Tell us a little bit about what is Think Life Different? What's its mission? What are you doing? What, what are you serving for your customers? Mm, great question. So Think Life is Different is a company that I started uh, about a year and a half ago. And what happened was, and I think we'll probably get into it a little bit more, and our direct sales company, we help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But I started to notice that there were some folks that are out there that were wanting something a little bit different, were wanting just a little bit different of an educational source. And I have been working with so many people throughout the years that I figured, why not just establish a company that could give that to them? So Think Life is Different is a company, it's an educational-based company whose mission is to impact lives daily. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. There's so many people and organizations and companies out there that are hurting and they need answers. And so we strive to give those answers to them in the forms of education and in the forms of training, consulting, speaking, motivating. Those are the avenues where Think Life is Different comes in and brings solutions to people's and companies' problems. So let me get this straight. You have a direct sales organization, you bring people in, and you start to notice shortcomings. Yes. And by being the, the manager, the leader, the mentor, people come to you with all their problems. Right. You, you find that gap and you fill it. What shortcomings specifically are you, are you helping for people? Let's, let's dive in a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are we referring to the direct sales organization? Correct. So... From what I understand, you you develop Think Life is Different because within sure. your direct sales organization, sure. people that were working with you had some shortcomings and you're like, hey, man, I want to help coach and bring you up right. to, to a superior level. 
Yes. What was that area you were focusing on? Oh, my gosh. Let's pick the top two or three. I'm, I imagine there's a lot with an organization <laughs> of 50,000 people. But let's, sure. let's talk about the top two or three. I think the top one is just dissatisfaction. They're dissatisfied in some in some area of their lives. Oftentimes, it's their their level of employment where they may be uh, living or working right now. It might be they're, they're dissatisfied with their physical health, their emotional health. But oftentimes, it's where they currently are right now in their lives, as opposed to where they actually hope they would be. And oftentimes, what I would find is people were always searching for more. I mean, they they truly do want more. They want to be more. They want to give more. They want to serve more, honor more, earn more. But they feel stuck. And so the solutions that we provide and our direct sales company can offer them great avenues to become unstuck. The challenge is, is the individual person may not be in love with what we do in the direct sales company. So even though in our direct sales organization, I can help them. In fact, I I can help them so easily, but because of their limiting beliefs or they're just where they're at in their life right now, they're not wanting that. And so this is where Think Life Looks Different would come in and be able to help them. For example, just to give you a clear example, I was working with a young lady and we were helping her get healthier physically and mentally and emotionally. And she got pregnant. And right now she's a C-level executive for uh, Trader Joe's corporate. So she does very well. But she was wanting to sort of stay home with her with her new baby now. She was wanting to have more freedom so where it didn't require her to go in and be a corporate executive anymore. So I said, well, hey, well, well let us bring a solution to you. I can show you how to how to build easily a direct sales organization. And then that way you have the freedoms to stay at home. You still can get to a place where you potentially replace your income, all these things. But that wasn't her passion. Her passion was she wanted to go and build a marketing company. And so I said, well, all right, well, but actually I didn't even say anything. She came to me and said, well, will you help? Will you help me do that? And then I said, yes. And so now that's going through Think Life is Different. So Think Life is Different can easily take her by the hands now, figure out what she wants as she builds out her marketing company and then partner with her to show her how to do that step by step. So even though a lot of what I would do in the direct sales organization is very similar to what I would do to help her now build her marketing brand, she didn't want one vehicle, she wanted another vehicle. And thus, that's when I knew for sure that I would need to start Think Life is Different. And the crazy thing, Ed, this is so funny to me, is even though from from what we teach and the strategies that we teach are relatively the same, I realized that people were willing to invest a heck of a lot more through Think Life is Different than even through the direct sales route. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It sounds like, you know, because I know what you do in direct sales is, is, is a physical component, but it sounds like Think Life is Different is, hey, man, beyond that physical level, I'm going to take you to a new level of That's success, right. a new level of satisfaction, something you haven't been able to accomplish. And right. I think it sounds phenomenal, Jamil. I mean, you become that person's team. Yes. Right? And, and we talk and, and we've shared philosophies of every successful person has a team 
behind them, mm-hmm. besides them, in mm-hmm. front of them. And it sounds like Think Life is different is, hey, I'm going to take these executives, these these entry level from executives to the highest level they want to get sure. through our philosophies and Think Life is different. That's, That's awesome, right. man. So let me ask you this. You build a network, 50,000 clients, right? And, we're in, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put some in Think Life is different, some through your direct sales, and it's still growing. Yes, which which by which is why I say I'm honored to have you here. Fifty thousand clients. Your organization is still growing. What are the keys? If you had to pinpoint the top two keys to success mm-hmm. in building an organization of that magnitude, what would it be? Great desire, incredible desire. You have to really. It has to matter a lot to you. And then I would say the other thing is learning to relinquish your ego. For me, if I had to pick two, those would probably be the top two. Now, there's obviously a lot more than that, which is which I outlined in the second book. But those two have been the biggest ones for me. So let me get this right. You said incredible desire. Yes. And no ego. Yes. Okay. So when you you have that incredible desire, do you find that that's something you can teach Or do people just naturally have it? What causes someone to have incredible desire? So people naturally have it. Um, I've known you for a long time. You always, always, since I've met you, you have always been, you've always been driven. And I have no idea. But something is either innately in you or something happened. So this is is how simple it is and, and what I teach. People generally will get that desire for two reasons. One, they get inspiration from someone. It could be a sermon at church. It could be a song. It could be this this interview. It can be going to a seminar and all of a sudden they see people walking across stage and they say, oh my gosh, I could do that same thing. It could be the birth of a new child and now they're inspired or they're supremely desperate. Something has happened. There's been a traumatic event that's happened in their life. They put on 150 pounds and now they're tired of it. Their wife walks out on them and now they say, I'm going to get back at her by being extremely successful. (laughs) So it's inspiration or desperation. So it can be taught. You you wait for um, a shift. You wait for a spark. Uh, But some people just have it. Some people just are, are driven and there's no rhyme or reason. And you can see it from a young age for anyone that has kids, especially if you have multiple kids, you can start to see that there's one in a child for some reason, even though they're in the same environment, they're just a go-getter, man. They set up lemonade stands. They love, you know, providing value and, and impacting the marketplace, while the other one likes to sit around and, and play video games all day. And that's a, that's what they love to do. Man, I, uh, dude, I took so much from that right now inspiration or desperation now i know i know you're making some swag for think life is different but that's a t-shirt right there brother inspiration or desperation you can put an ag logo on the bottom dude i'll be good (laughs) i'll be giving you some royalty i got you man (laughs) but inspiration or desperation i mean that that sits with me that that sits really really close to me because you're absolutely right there's people who are inspired right And, and and i've always been inspired to achieve more. But I have found that in, in my life, in building my brand and in writing my book and doing things, it was an 
act of self-desperation. And when I say mm-hmm. that, it's, I wasn't desperate to be successful. I wasn't desperate to make more money. I was already making good money. I got to a point where I became complacent and I was desperate to get out of complacency and I was desperate to level up my network. So, you know, I looked around and I'm like, okay, if I'm the wealthiest friend I know, man, I need to get some wealthier friends around me. Now, it was just out of pure desperation. I want more. And in coming from, from, you know, we've come from a similar background. Mm -hmm. There's no way in the world you can convince me to go back to the financial position I was in before I started you know, making money before I started feeling success. Like it's just out of pure fear of, Hey man, dinner tonight is top ramen and the leftovers tomorrow are also top ramen. Don't throw it away. That's what we have. And, and, you know, it's a fun fact, right? I mean, people may not know this, but Jamil and myself were roommates in college. That's right. So, so we definitely, we go way back. So we definitely know how to, how to spread (laughs) top ramen to to multiple meals. (laughs) We were so good at it. Made a living off of top ramen. Absolutely. Let's let's switch gears. You just published not one, but two books. Is That's that right. correct? All yes. right. So we're only going to talk about one today because okay. the idea is, is I want to get you back on the show when we can talk about your next book. All okay. right. So today we're going to talk about The Richest Man in Direct Sales, which, yes. by the way, dude, I love the title. Right. The Richest Man in Direct Sales. I don't. I mean, I know we texted earlier, but in the pre-launch, you're, you're out, you're getting pre-sales, you're, you're climbing the ranks on Amazon. I just checked before we started recording. You're the number one bestseller in 90-minute business and short reads. You're the number one bestseller in personal success and, and spirituality. I mean, kudos to you, my friend. Congratulations, you. dude. There Thank is you. 70, 80, 90, 100,000 books on there. And to get that number one bestseller ranking in the pre-launch... That, that, my friend, is impressive. Oh, my that, gosh. That's a testament to the network you've built. That's a testament to the value you give. And, I'm, again, thank you. Now, in this book, right, and, I, and I've got some sneak peeks at it, you, you talk specifically about spending 50 hours in sales to make a paycheck or not make a paycheck. Can you give me a little bit about your sales background? And then can you talk a little bit about what the premise was behind writing the book? The richest mm-hmm. man in direct sales. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, once we left college and being roommates, uh, I got into corporate sales. And in fact, I was I was highly grateful in order to do that because it taught me a lot. You know, it, it, and I and I talk about this in one of my promo videos for Think Life Is Different. But I would sit and either in my car before going into work and I would pump myself up and talk to myself like we did when we were back playing college football. But I eventually got into pharmaceutical sales. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep for uh, Johnson & Johnson. And then from there, moved into medical equipment sales and then launched a career in medical uh, consulting. And so I had gotten pretty good. I made really good connections. I think I brought tremendous value. I think people wanted to do business with me because of my integrity and also because, um, you know, I always approach sales that I wasn't trying to force anyone to do anything, whether I was working with a physician, and I know you know that world, or I was working with a surgeon, but I really did want to become a partner, be a value add, and make their lives easier. And so I would constantly seek out ways to how can I make your day and your life and uh, your business easier. And I think that because of that, you know, I was pretty successful in sales. Awesome, man. I think 
and you're absolutely right, man. That that corporate background, that that grind, right? That kind of creates culture. I say mm-hmm. that, or uh, creates not culture. I'm sorry, creates character. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It really gives you a test, right? And and in your book, right, you talked about not being able to get a home loan. You talked about struggling. So I'm assuming that came from the commission pendulum, right? Like one one month you're a hero, the next month you're like, man, this this sales gig is not what I thought it was going to be. Well, it was a combination of things. It was the differences in commission. It was as I made higher commissions, then I had more taxes taken out. Okay. And so that would sort of uh, have a propensity for lowering my spirits and wanting to do better. It was just a poor understanding of financial intelligence. I mean, I, I, honestly, I look back at it now and it built great character. I would pump myself up in the in the in the parking lots of before I walked into an office, <laughs> and you know, and I look back at it now. I made decent income, and I say decent now because I used to think what I earned back then was actually good, and now I look at it and I say, you know, you had such a limited mindset, and scarcity mindset. I talk about quite often, but it's just that I didn't do a great job with the income that I earned and. The reason why I wrote the book was because I started to find that most people didn't. And what was scary was as I started working with people who were like me, who may have just, maybe their job wasn't even in sales. Maybe they were a teacher. Maybe they were an accountant. Maybe they were entrepreneurs. I started working with a tremendous amount of physicians as I started building uh, our coaching network. I started working with lots of uh, business owners, small business owners, people that did very well economically, even at that. And they were all, I wouldn't say all, a large majority of them were still struggling financially. So whether they made 50000 a year, 100000 a year, 300000 a year, 700000 a year, the problem was if they earned 100000 a year, they spent 150000 a year. <laughs> and it never stopped. If they earn three hundred thousand a year, they spent three hundred fifty thousand a year. And if they earn fifty thousand, then they just didn't know what to do with it. And so that's what inspired me to write the book because I was assisting so many people to earn really healthy finances, but they were still talking about not having any margin and struggling financially. And I kept thinking, how is that possible? You're in the top ten percent of wage earners in the world. So how are you still struggling? And unfortunately, that's where most people are that are out there. So I wanted to provide a really easy solution to break down what I had done to get myself out of financial ruins. And it's something that I've taught my son since the time he was two. He's going to turn nine in a couple of weeks. But, you know, basically an eight-year-old has more financial intelligence than the majority of people that are out there. If you just look at statistics, um, you'll see that what I'm talking about is true. So it doesn't matter the industry either. Um, Most people, because they're not taught. And so that's why I'm so passionate about Think Life is Different, because we are going to go and teach everyone that has ears to listen and eyes to see. Dude, man, you're motivating me there. I I got so much for you here. Number one, you talk about that scarcity mindset, right? Or that desperation. 
in, in that financial and you and you sound like you talk from experience, right? You make 50, spend 75, you make 100, spend 150. What was your desperation moment, right? Or, or inspiration moment? But what was that moment that made that aha shift, right? Because, I mean, you know, it was 2020. You talk about being, you know, in a horrible scenario, in a horrible situation in 2012, which, which, you know, I'll tell you a quote after after you tell me that that totally just made me think of right now. It's one of my favorite quotes by Tony Robbins. But in the past eight years, you've made incremental jumps in your future. What was the moment that said, hey, today is over. I'm changing. Yeah, it was two moments. Okay. Two moments. One moment was the birth of my son. Okay. So February 2011. And I had already was already one year into a two-year depression when he was born. Okay. All right. And so when my son Ezra was born, I never, ever wanted to be for my son what I felt like internally my dad was for me. And so that was a shift of something's got to change. Now, a year later, I had an opportunity to go to an event to where it was extremely motivational and a lot of people were doing very cool things with their lives. And I flew across country to Washington, D.C., and I got to hear story after story about people transforming themselves and their lives and helping other people do it. And while I was there, I got inspired. I talked about inspiration or desperation. Yeah. Uh, The first one was desperation. I'm a father now. And I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. And it didn't make sense to me, Anthony. I I was taught to go to school to get good grades. I graduated with honors from a very, very prestigious university. You did too. I went and I got with one of the best companies out there. And I was still frustrated and struggling. And so I didn't understand. And once I was in that auditorium, I was seeing all these people be successful. Uh, that was the inspiration that I needed. From there, it set a, a course on, set a course. It, it lit me on fire, and that fire hasn't gone out yet. Well, one, that is, that is an awesome story to share. And I think, two, there's somebody listening to this right now that needed to hear that. Because that extra push of, from, from what I've gathered, somebody invited you to an event for your for your direct sales organization you're like you know what man i have nothing to lose i'm completely desperate at this point i'm gonna go figure this thing out (laughs) you're making money you're making money you look happy you look healthy i want that and i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get it and that mentality you just shared right now i guarantee there is somebody listening to this either on itunes on the youtube video on instagram that wants to replicate what you just did. And I tell you, my friend, that is inspiring to me because I think that 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 truly rolls to a lot of people. And I'm going to share this quote. just hit me right now. So there's a quote by Tony Robbins and and, and a colleague of mine shared with me recently. And it says this, people, and and you're going to use this if you don't use it already, you're going to use this, right? People often overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 in eight years, man, you have gone and built Think Life is Different, wrote two books, built this network. I, I you do, Again, I, I'm your biggest fan here, man, and I can't get over all the success you've, you've had. You talked about this, this, this financial savviness that, that you, you're teaching your eight-year-old. 
can we can I pick your brain a little bit about what are some of those principles that you teach? You, you figure the audience here, the podcast is catapulting commissions. The audience here is 95% commission based. I would say 90%, right? Typically everyone has some sort of commission and income. Today, I was in the field with somebody who I coach and we were talking about her financial situation. And the very first thing I said was, you know, you want to make more money? Everyone's going to tell you to sell more. I'm going to tell you to limit your expenses. Mm-hmm. And because then then you'll make a little bit more money, then you'll make a lot more money because you'll you'll get that taste of what it means to build wealth. Not sure. earn a check, but build wealth. So tell me, man, what are some of these principles that, that you teach about financial savviness? Mm, man, so good. And okay, so I've been a big fan of yours for years. And what you're talking about, what you're doing, the way you're mentoring especially these young people and the folks that you oversee is, is incredible. That's one of the things that people need and they need teachers and they need mentors. And that's what I needed. Our principles are very, are very simple. It's one, make a decision that, that you want to be financially healthy. Everything starts with a decision. I mean, we help people in so many ways, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial, but it all comes down with a decision. You are not going to move forward in your life if you haven't even made an agreement with yourself. And so it takes making that agreement. And one of the challenges is most people don't make that agreement because they're not taught to. Neither was I. I graduated with a high GPA. I was taught all these things, except for the things that really was going to move my life forward when I was 31-year-old male, looking at a little a young boy and a wife <laughs> figure trying to trying to figure out why her husband is all jacked up. So it takes it takes making a decision that this is what I want to do, that I don't want to be struggling, barely getting by, no margin in my finances, and just living check to check. You have to make that decision. The next thing is you have to make the agreement that your money is your money first. You have to pay yourself first. What happens is most people pay everybody else first. For the folks that are getting commissions right now, right away, part of your commissions is getting taken out by the United States government, meaning you are paying the government first. Then what you usually do is you go pay your rent or your mortgage, which means you're paying your landlord or your lender first. Then you go pay Verizon. Then you go pay all, then you go pay all these other people. <laughs> what I learned to do was start paying myself first. I said at least 10% of what I earn is going to meet the guy in the mirror. And that is going straight to savings. Now, my advice is what I wanted to do because in everything I do, I try not to shoot for bare minimum. You know, again, to me, that's working out of a scarcity mindset. So what I started to be taught is to live out an abundance mindset. And so now I said, well, forget 10% is going to me. At least 30% of everything that I earn is coming to me first. So whether whether that was a commission's check of $500, 30% is coming to me, and I'm keeping it. Whether it's $5,000, 30% is coming to me, and I'm keeping it. Whether it was... $80,000. Yeah, just 30, go up. 30% is it's mine. I work for it. I earned it. It's coming to me. So that's the first thing is pay yourself first. Now, when you do that, what I teach is 10% goes to savings, 10% goes to investing, 
and 10% you must give. Now, the giving is crucial. Even in my company, we say give, save, invest, because I truly believe in a law of reciprocity that in which I give, I will come back and some of it will come back tenfold. After that, obviously, if you're going to be keeping 30% of everything that you earn, this is where you go into what you're training and, and the person that you're working with is you have to now start budgeting strictly. And I don't know if people are even able to see me right now, but I'm wearing the same sweatshirt that was given to me eight years ago. And so I literally stopped spending money on things that absolutely are not needed. And you have to get really good with delayed gratification. You have to get really good with managing your disappointments because you're going to see a lot of people having things and you're going to want to follow along with the Joneses. And that's why I say you have to make a decision that building wealth is your priority. Without that decision, you're not going to do it because it's too hard. You're going to you're going to want to do things that you see other people doing. This is why community is so important. I had to get to a point to where we have very stringent budgets. Now my lifestyle has to fit into 70 percent of what I earn. And that and, and I want to be very clear. That doesn't mean on a month to if I'm earning 10,000 a month. And that doesn't mean if it's a month to where I'm earning two. Yeah. Okay, I'm being very clear that I'm living off the 70% of what I earn every month, even if it fluctuates. This is the discipline that it takes. Building wealth requires the same discipline that it requires to lose weight. I mean, honestly, you got to be very, that's why I said you have to be very, you asked me, what are the two things? I said, you have to be, your desire has to be extremely strong or you're not going to do it. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. And then I talk about one of the things that I encourage is once you get things in order, you have to figure out a way to make wise investments. Um, you have basically every single month 10% building up in an, in an investment bucket. And so now you have to make wise investments. I made dumb investments, but then I started <laughs> learning from those. I talk about in both of the pieces of literature, what I call find your 12. What you refer to is start building teams. Mm-hmm expand yourself. I find it highly strange that we <laughs> that we're taught. Again, it comes down to being taught that we're taught to work really hard by ourselves. I would never ever do that again. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I would never ever do that when I could just find people that sort of believe in what I believe, have the same sort of missions, goals and and visions and duplicate myself. 
And so those are some of the principles in the book, The Richest Man Direct Sales. There's 10 in total. But I think to get people, you know, going, that's one. In the book, I talk about very simple formula to to clear off debt. When I started on this journey, we had a lot of debt. It's very hard to build wealth when you, again, you're paying other people. You want to be on the other side of that. So my goal right away changed from becoming a, a spender to becoming a lender. And I knew right away that I needed to get on the other side. If someone else is lending me a car note and I'm paying them, you know, five to 18%, I want to be on the other side. I want to be lending that money, having somebody else paying me five to 18%. And so, you know, I was desperate to make that happen. And so there's just all these little things, but the easiest formula ever is just what we call 70, 10, 10, and 10. You never spend more than 70 cents in a dollar. 10 cents goes to giving, 10 cents goes to saving, 10 cents goes to investing. Just keep that and you'll be fine. Man, when you when you simplify it, to a dollar, it is so simple and it makes so much sense. When that dollar becomes $10,000, now everyone's like, whoa, I can't follow this principle anymore. But dude, that is awesome. And I mean, you're definitely motivating me to, to take a look at my team for, for Anthony Garcia, Inc. And, and, and ensure that that team is knows that they're part of my, the, the success isn't Anthony, the success is the team. And I do that. That inspires me, man. Well, I, I want to switch gears here on our last topic here as, as we're as we're getting towards the end of our show here, right? The book, Richest Man in Direct Sales. Now, Jamil, there's people listening to this show right now that say you can't make money in direct sales. <laughs> sure. All right. And, and and it's it's funny, is you know, you have a direct you're in direct sales. I have a yes. direct sales background. We've we've you know, we've cut our teeth in different costs of sales, man. But as I was talking with you earlier, I'm I'm fascinated. You're one of the highest grossing sales reps in your direct sales organization. That is phenomenal. What does it take to get to your level? Let's say there's a, somebody out here that either A, has a direct sales team, and they're trying to find that next person, right? So let's think of somebody in your downline, or B, somebody that is Wanting to get in direct sales, they see you, right? This is you eight years ago. They go to your conference this upcoming summer and they're like, man, I'm seeing Jamil speak. I want to be Jamil, right? Mm -hmm. What would you tell that person today? I would tell them, despite what they have heard and maybe some of the fallacies that are out there, you can. In fact, at a whole, a whole, we have to understand that we live, that we are extremely lucky if we live in the United States of America. Okay. So whether we're, whether we're talking about direct sales, I have a whole chapter that is dedicated to my son called Ezra and his lemonade stamps. So when someone tells me you can't make money doing something, then I have to question what is that person doing? Because you can make money doing anything. It only takes bringing value to the market. And if you fail to bring value to a marketplace that's seeking value, then yeah, you're right. You're not going to make money. But if you find a way to bring value to the marketplace, and you can do that in lots of different ways. If I wanted to right now, I, I could start a painting company and go make money. Making money is not hard. 
right? I'll go find some, go find some houses around my neighborhood. I'll go talk to the owners. I'll figure out what their frustrations are. And then I'll bring them solutions that's going to ease those frustrations. From there, I'm going to ask them that I'm, I, I plan to amaze them with my services. And if I do that, will they refer me to people and feel confident that I'll go amaze their friends with services? And then once we do that, all I'm going to do is go find some buddies that also have a mission to where they believe that everybody's house should have a magnificent paint job. And then I'm going to mentor and train them on how to go find accounts. And I'm going to take them by the hand and do it succinctly, never leaving their side so that they can be successful. And all I'm going to ask is, hey, I'm going to bring on a whole bunch of accounts and then you'll go take care of some of them. And then I'll take, because they're my accounts, I established them. I'll take 20%, you can have 80%. And now I'm starting to duplicate myself. And then I'm going to train them to go be self-sufficient. It doesn't matter what the industry is. If someone says you can't make money in something, it is it is because one, they lack the desire. Two, they lack the skill. Three, they lack the mindset. And four, they're not doing the work. But when you live in a Western country like the United States of America and you complain about not being able to make money at something, those are the reasons. I outline how my son at eight years old goes at all these different ways to where he goes and makes money. So if an adult comes to me and they say that, that I, I have a little bit, I push back a little bit with that because we are so extremely fortunate. So if someone wants to, you know, do well in direct sales, again, it, it all starts with desire and mindset. I mean, it really does. And this isn't, this isn't exclusive to direct sales. This is everything in your life. If you want to be a great parent, you have to have desire and a proper mindset. If you want to wash a car very well, you have to have desire and a proper mindset. If you want to have a great spiritual relationship with the person you believe is your creator, you have to have desire and a proper mindset. You have to make it a priority for you. So it's not exclusive to one industry or the other. Being successful is extremely simple and the principles transfer over all industry. The problem is we're not taught that. And most people are too busy working on other people's businesses instead of working on their own businesses. So they never have to figure that out. So it comes down to desire and mindset. Then from there, you get really good at a few different skills. You get really good at, at telling a good story. You get really good at who you're going to share that story with. Once you tell them that story, what do you want to convey to them? And how are you going to keep connected? Some call that follow up. These are the same principles, whether we're talking about direct sales, we're talking about medical sales, we're talking about a paper route, we're talking about anything. It's the same thing. Now, from there, you got to start learning how to get a, a customer. In our, in our line of business, we call it a client. From there, you got to provide amazing support to that client. From there, we teach and train how to now start to get referrals. And then from there, we start to teach how do you become a leader and start duplicating yourself and now assisting other people on how to become successful. It, to me, it's not rocket science. It just takes, it takes desire. It takes delayed gratification. One of the problems with our world right now, especially the Western world, for how 
lucky we are. We are so lucky to be born where we're at, and people don't even understand it. We could be born in Sudan, and for some reason, most of the people listening to this probably were born in the United States and don't understand how fortunate that they are. Man, I, I'm starting to get a little bit <laughs> now because you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't require all that much. What it does require, though, is falling in love with the process. That we live in a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram stories world to where people want stuff right now. You know, if I start saving, Jamil, I tried to use your system. I saved for six months. Well, no, you got to save for ten years. What are you talking about? Jamil, I talked to a couple people, man, and, and, and you know what? Nothing happened. A couple people? You better go talk to like six thousands of people. Uh, Jamil, I just don't, I don't have enough time. You know, I didn't see success as fast as you, as I thought I would. What are you talking about? You've been working like I, like this, this, I realized that I was working already for eight years and barely had made any progress in my life. Since school to the time I found my first opportunity, right? And then I met all these people that had been working for eight years, but were light years ahead of me because they had a much better vehicle. So you're going to spend eight years doing something. Then, you know, it just makes sense to me that we have to get really good with the process. And that was one of the things I had to learn to do was fall in love with the process because... I know I'm like tongue in cheek right now with how people are and, and, and they don't want to wait, but I was like that too. You know, why isn't this happening for me right now? And so you have to really work on your mindset, stories you tell yourself and have the right people around you. Man, that <laughs> dude, again, I continue to write notes as you're speaking. I mean, duplicating yourself, the right mindset. I mean, the things you said right now are applicable to direct sales, but they're universally applicable to anybody in sales. I mean, what you just said, I say to people on my team that run three, four, five million dollar territories that almost identical mindset you talked about, almost the identical application of of duplicating yourself or asking for referrals or or having the right mindset, dude. That is huge, man. And I, uh, dude. I appreciate I appreciate you sharing that, man. I think I couldn't tell you again, man. That is awesome. So let, let's wrap this thing up, man. I have so much more to ask you, but out of the respect for the time, first thing I'm going to ask you on air, can I get you back for a second show down the road? Absolutely. Perfect. Got that signed, sealed, delivered. You've heard <laughs> that. Now, how does somebody get a hold of you, right? You, you're you're the, the richest man in direct sales. You have your next book coming out. You you also have Think Life is Different. You also have the sure. direct sales. How does someone get a hold of you? They want to learn about you. You inspired and motivated somebody on today's show. Where do they find you? Oh, my gosh. So thank you. Again, I want to thank you for having me. And, and before I tell them where they can find me, I just want to be very clear. And I, I know that, you know, what I have learned is everything is sales. And, you know, when you have a business or you're working for a sales agency, or it doesn't even have to be that you guys, I could be a pastor. I mentor lots of pastors. And if I was building a congregation, it would be the exact same thing that I just mentioned here. It would be the exact same model. 
So it doesn't matter if it's the Girl Scout cookies. It doesn't matter if it's uh, if I'm building an organization, a, a congregation, if I'm a pastor. It's all the same. It will be all the same. So um, if someone wants to find me, they can locate me on YouTube at uh, Think Life is Different. Uh, same handle on Instagram, Think Life is Different. Or they can go straight to my personal Instagram page, which is at the real Jamil Frazier. For those listening, I'll have all those links in the show notes. You can catch, get your access to Jamil there. You can also go ahead and log on to the website, catapultingcommissionspodcast.com. And I'll also have the link on how to access Jamil. And the YouTube video will also be up. So we will definitely make this available for everybody. Jamil, my friend, dude, thank you for the amount of value you dropped today. This by far has been one of my favorite shows. And I'm excited to get you back again, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate the audience for listening. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions. <laughs>